I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Pilipinas podcast. Stunning Stancy at your service to my right, Rowdy Raf Camus, and returning to the podcast after a two-week break, Ravishing Romoran. Welcome back. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, welcome myself. I welcome myself. Wow. That was yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I welcome myself back to our podcast. Uh, I tried this in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, I know. I tried listening to the show. Uh, I listened to the first show while I was gone. And uh, guys, listening to the show, I don't know how you can deal with Camus. <laughs> I don't know how, to, how you can... In room? Yes, no, no, I don't know how you can deal with listening you know, to Camus' voice. We do this like every now and then yes. when he has to go away. Yeah. I don't know how, don't know how this one coming out now. No, I mean, no, no, no. I, I, I you know, I kind of don't listen to the podcast anymore. I used, we used to when it was first a thing, when we first started it. But... Now that you know we've been doing this for almost three years, almost. Uh, I don't know about you, I still listen to this because I edit it. No, yeah, I know, absolutely, yes, yes. But as the finished product, I don't listen to it now. And it was only uh, after I was gone that I tried listening to it, and I should be listening to the one last week with Renzo. But I tried listening to it, and Camus, your voice is really grating. Don't you agree? <laughs> I'm not gonna shit on Camus. No, no, I mean, of... I mean, I mean, I mean, Jesus! I mean, how did, Jesus how... Christ! You're gonna shit? No, on me. I'm just saying that shit right the... here. Well, I don't, you know, Stan and I are so well modulated and everything, and then Camus comes in. And I I come in. Just, yeah, Camus comes in all shrill and nasally. I mean, it's weird. I don't know. I don't know how you guys get to deal with it. And, know, he's, uh, he's not the first podcaster. Oh yeah, to, absolutely. No, know, no, no. He's not the course. worst. Camus is not the worst. After no, all, he's not the first podcaster to sound like. Oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not the first, and he's not the worst as well. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Both I'm just you. saying that. Come on. How, how do you? I just, I just want to know. I'm legitimately curious to, uh, you know, for all our listeners, how do you, how do you deal with listening to Camus? <laughs> That's not the warm up, by the way. It's oh not the shit! Okay, I thought was like, oh, this is where we're going. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. I just wanted okay. to ask that because I, 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 I just thought of it while listening to the show, but I will get around to listening to Renzo's episode. Hit which, us up on social media. Mm. And tell me how shrill my voice sounds. <laughs> no, no, no. You guys are shrill. It's just, it's just too high. Yeah, it's just too fucking high, man. What? The? Do I sound like a girl? No, no, no. no it's, not just, it's, just, it's, it's not that. It's not that. Because I've gotten that on the phone. Really. This week, like, miss they they gave you the miss this treatment. Week, like, I miss because <laughs> you come in with this register in a higher than the both of us, and it's, it's 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 your normal no it's, it's your normal, normal speak speaking. yes yeah, exactly yes. you're doing there. you're doing it right now glass shattered glass you're doing it <laughs> yes glass shattered glass shattered Cesaro looks like a bald panzer <laughs> <laughs> Chris uh, Panzer if you're listening to the show uh get kick no some offense. kick some faces. 
brother. Some faces. The haircut looks great. Uh, okay, warm up topic, um, guys. Have you noticed that now more than ever, DJ JMC <laughs> is getting so much more exposure than he used to? You know, every Christmas. I mean, he gets exposure every Christmas. Yes, yes. You're looking. You're looking at the Rappler video of Jose Marie Chan and family. And family, that's who, right. Who also happens to have, who also happen to have, you know, pot bellies, for some reason. You mom and from DJ JMC hits. Jesus, and, and this is the Christmas episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah, is, this yeah. is the Christmas season and, episode. And, and I don't know. Already. I don't know if you've noticed, but God, J, you know, DJ JMC, the Joma, 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 Tita Joma. Mas 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 may exposure ngayon than in previous years. Right? Yeah, he has, I think it's because he became no? a meme. Yes, exactly. No, yes, that's what, that's where I was going. Is it possible that we millennials who have been complaining of uh, Jose Marie Chan's songs every Christmas are also the same people responsible for making him a thing again in 2016? I don't... Yeah, Long I don't after he should that. not be a thing anymore beyond the usual, okay, he's in a Christmas playlist. He's in a Christmas rotations. I'm not sure if it's because of uh, the way millennials are or if it's just Jose Marie Chan as a whole, but I think it's things in general that millennials make fun of. Yeah, take, yeah. Take, take Sandro Marcos, oh. for example. Today. Yeah, Sandro Marcos today is the, the uh, someone we all will joke about because we're millennials and because we're exposed to shit on, mm. the, on, on Twitter, right? But like it, Rogue One is incredible when it has a parallelism to what your fucking family no, did no, no. to this country. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, yes, I, I, I agree with what you said. Thank you. But what I'm trying to say is if Sandro Marcos was this stupid uh, back in, say, the 70s or 80s, I don't think it would be that big of a thing. And what I'm saying is, uh, are we responsible for this? Yes, uh, yes, we, are make, we, we make fun of a lot of people via memes and social, com- on social media commentary. But are we now responsible... For is this way that we are now to blame for Jose Marie Chan returning to prominence for him again. being so, so pervasive Wait, right yeah, now? No, 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 they, dude, they, dude, dude, dude has a rappler thing. Dude has a Uniqlo fucking endorsement. He has on a Spotify ad For yes. Uniqlo Yeah when, when you talk I about Coldplay that. in Manila You'll think of uh, Wait no The Coldplay There's this other meme Crap I actually don't remember it now But th- there is this one meme That when you think about it You go Jose Marie Chan Parang, Yeah 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 And I'm saying that uh, We should have left our, You know People should be leaving Jose Marie Chan alone If it weren't for us So do you agree That we are to blame for this Yeah I guess We can, br- uh, we can blame ourselves Like we brought this upon ourselves <laughs> Okay just, just quick, uh, quick aside. Uh, J- DJ JMC uh, put out a new album last year. He did last year for Starbucks, mm. specifically for Christmas. Yeah. So you know how these things go. Michael Bublé only comes out with one every three years. What one Christmas what? album? No, he's album. Oh, not, oh, what? that is not true. Check. Check his last Christmas Check album. His last be- Christmas no. album before this one. Shut up! I am the fan here. Go. <laughs> Michael Bublé's last Christmas album before Christmas in 2012 was an uh, 2004 album. Was that 2004? Yes. Yes, it was. Okay, so it's even further apart than I thought. Yes. Okay. And he, he doesn't. He doesn't do the Christmas thing regularly. Anyway. Anyway. His newest album now so, is not a Christmas album. So what's this crap that I'm hearing from my sister on Spotify? That it is his. The new one. The new stuff from him. It's not. It's not a Christmas album. It's not Christmas. Yeah. Anyway, so going back. Anyway, to, going back back to going DJ back to So, his last serious. No, album, but his last album was last year, as you said. No, last year, okay, that's last year. And about was, things, it, was it a Christmas album or no, was it twenty fifth anniversary Christmas edition? 
It wasn't even you. It wasn't uh, even you. Of Christmas in our hearts. What? Yes, that's the title. Christmas, Christmas in our, our hearts. Twenty fifth anniversary, anniversary edition. edition. <laughs> it's a fucking remaster. <laughs> okay, you know, no, no, no. Maybe my, okay. <laughs> So, no, no okay. the point is, the point is... No, my, wait, let me finish my point. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. All right, all right, all right. These Go. Christmas albums usually have a gestation period of about three years. The fuck? I, how long did it take before All I Want for Christmas is You became a classic? Mariah Carey's Mariah version? Mariah Carey's version. I don't know. It was always a classic. Yeah, like, uh, it, it came out in 95. We were all kids. We were toddlers by then, so... Oh, and I, when, I, was, I was aware of it. By when it, it was already a, a staple in Christmas when, playlists. But when it hit its peak, like, oh my god, this is so annoying, everyone is playing this. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it, it had... No, no, I don't think it had that critical mass moment. Uh, you play it every year, and then it's nice. It's part of the Christmas canon. And Christmas it's, nobody's ever annoyed by it the way... I they, am. No, no, no. I'm sick of it. Are you really? Really? I you know that there's an extra Christmassy version now? Oh, really? On Spotify. I did not know this. But is it the most annoying Christmas song you hear every year? Yes, absolutely. Really? Yeah. Next to DJ JMC. Yep, yep. <laughs> I would rank Mariah Carey higher on the annoying scale than Jose Marichan. Interesting. I like uh, no. I like all I want for Christmas is you. I hate that. Jeez. <laughs> I could I could listen to Last Christmas over and over again. Oh, yeah, Last Christmas, Last is, Christmas good. is good. It's very Last good. Christmas yes. Good. Yeah. All its versions. Like the Carly Rae Jepsen is my favorite. Actually. Have you? Uh, anyway. Uh, now, anyway. All, anyway, I'm, Christmas albums, actually, all I'm saying that. is all, all the all all I really wanted to ask is do we blame ourselves for not leaving Jose Marichan all all the way alone? Yes. <laughs> yes. And you know, props is people for uh, uh, for, for taking for, advantage oh, yeah, for of taking this. advantage of it. But they took advantage of the meme. They wrote it, and look, uh, look who's so all happier. So Jose Marichan's uh, kids were all fat. Yeah, Jesus, and and, and kind of old. Does. Okay, you know, seriously, I wonder what the Take guy it, I does have a question. eleven months of the year. I have a question. No, well, 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 I wonder what he does like the other eleven months. Oh, of he the plays year. beautiful girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he does. Uh, anyway, the last new album I think he had on on. on uh, was was this thing that RJ loved to play like back in college? RJ Desma? No, yeah, the, the, the radio station. What the fuck? One in the same. station. RJ. Yeah, one yeah. in the same. Anyway, yes. Anyway, I have a question. Though, who's the girl who's not coming to sana? The one who's doing it at Christmas in our house. I don't know. Yeah, but she made the song for me. Not not DJ JMC. It was her. I I liked the song when I was a kid because of her, not because of DJ JMC. Lisa Chan. Who is that? Uh, is that one know, of his, his wife kids? or one of his kids? I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe his niece. Chan? Chan? Yeah, Chan. Lisa Chan. That's Chan. Chan. That's All right, I guess. Anyway, we're talking about music today because it's a special music-themed episode of the SVP podcast. We haven't done this in about two years properly because last year's episode uh, didn't get saved properly. Oh, yeah. Jesus. This is the long-lost episode. Which was no, no one's fault. Yeah. Which no is one's no one's fault. fault. Yeah, like six seconds. Only six seconds got saved and then but, kaput. But we did make up for it with the first DJP interview. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah we there. did. There was that. Yeah, we did. So, we uh, gave w- you that. What we're doing this week is we're not going to talk about Raw or SmackDown, even though, uh, well, I, we haven't seen SmackDown yet. It's Tuesday night when we're recording this. What we're going to do is we're going to give you the top 10 new entrance themes of 2016. Uh, before we used to do the last time we did this, actually, well, the last time you heard this, which was two years ago, yep. and the last time we did this was last year. What we used to do was we ranked, or not we, not no one ranked, but we grouped the new songs that came out this year, the new theme songs, by by bad, decent, and good and great. Yep. And then there was that middle ground of forgettable. That's yeah, a decent. Yes, that's decent. Yeah. yeah. But with this year, with all the new talent coming into WWE and all the new songs that come with them, we just couldn't do that anymore in the interest of time. And and not just that, uh, we also have to give props to Sifo Dollar Sign for. 
actually not shitting the bed all year. Because he did take over from Jimmy Johnson uh, this year. I, I, I assume. We assume, and We right? assume that there was a passing of the torch somewhere. Mm. But all of these entries are actually from him. From uh, them. Yeah, them. To, to be honest with you, all, all the entries this year are from, are from him. Are from them, them, from them, them, from them. Because yep. we also learned this year that they were a duo. Oh. Well, we figured that out like last year. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so so what we're gonna do this year is we're gonna give you the top ten. We're gonna we're gonna do this countdown style uh. in descending order, and uh, everything else. If we didn't mention them, it's because they just didn't stand out. Uh, they flatly didn't stand out. And if you really want to go through everything CFO, uh, CFOs and WWE released in 2016, you can do it on Spotify. Mm. So do it on the web version and just search for CFOs and then scroll down. You'll see every song they released in 2016, and, probably and, except the James Ellsworth and they're not, track. And they're not finished yet. They're not finished putting out all the new songs. I believe that the James Ellsworth song and who else? Um, some uh, of the other cruiserweights. Yeah, some of the other cruiserweights. Jack Gallagher, yes, Jack, yeah, Jack, uh, Jack Gallagher. Um, if if uh, Neville's gonna get a new song, it's probably gonna get included by next week, uh, given the heel turn. So that's that's as much as we'll say about that for now. So without further ado, let's give you the top ten new entrance themes of 2016 in the WWE, and let's start off with let's start off with number ten. At number ten. Alright, at number 10 We got Austin Aries It's entitled Ambition and Vision um, I admit I'm, I wasn't really An Austin Aries fan Heading into his WWE debut this year uh, So I'm not sure If it's something He used to say a lot If it's one of his Catchphrases or whatever What is? Is it? Ambition I mean, and Vision? Yeah, no, 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 I mean What is it, Carlos? Do you, do I you can't know? remember I just know that it. Uh, I first saw it on his t-shirt mm. yeah. On his first shirt And then I saw it was the title Of the, the song, song And the I was song. like Okay, bagay, I guess I'm trying to remember if he used that much when it first came out my initial thoughts uh, about this song were okay this is kind of generic the hook is something I could latch on to but not for an extended period of of time if that makes that makes any sense Um, it's not something I'd like to just listen to all day long unlike some of the songs higher on this chart why would you listen to a theme all day long because you can (laughs) Sami Zayn yeah, Sami Zayn's theme song You can listen to all day, every day Because wow, wh- wh- I do Why would anyone do that? I do that Because you can It's happy I would do the same for, say, the top two songs on our list uh, Spoiler alert maybe. You sure, know No, no, no Because no, I have I have What is wrong with you people? Anyway Just Sammy. Um What I like about uh, Ambition and Vision Because that's the name um, I like no, Kamus thinks that the intro is a bit drawn okay. out. There's but I like it. That's the best part. The, the okay. best part that, is that, the that intro whole, riff. That whole intro there, before you hit the main part, you know, where the lights are all flashing and yep. this it, it, that effect thing. It's cute. It's nice. But then there's this, this joint with it once you cut into the main theme. Like, as he actually starts walking down. Mm. And that's my problem with it. That it's two uh, different good songs. things. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's two different good things, but I can't shit on either. Okay, I'm pretty sure right. we said that about one of the new songs from last year. I can't remember which. But I'm gonna. Uh, it's it's kind of uh, a hallmark of Cephas's uh, of their arrangement style. Um, they start with this this nice drop, and then like ten seconds after that drop, they change into something else. 
So the themes don't sound the same from the beginning. Like the Samoa Joe theme. Yes, yeah, yeah. There, that's one of the, the better examples. One. Yeah. Anyway, no, but, uh, well, the Samoa Joe theme sounds better now. The more yes. you hear it, the more you hear it, and if you don't listen to the original one, then you forget that ever happened. They yeah. played like no, some people. You can't forget they it in Toronto. They played it in Toronto, which uh, I was spot. hilarious. No, we. I think we all. Well, we did because no. I just asked, what the fuck is playing? They were apparently like, what Nicola, the fuck? Ah, like, oh, wait, that's the, the old, old song, song yeah, the one that I loved. Someone which fucked isn't up. so bad, but it's just like this new sinister version was so much better. Nandiri kasi bagay kasi heal na siya, Oh, yun din. There. Now let's move on to number nine, which is this track. Rich Swan's theme comes in at number nine, and what I like about this it is it perfectly fits the Rich Swan character. He's funky. He likes to dance. He's happy, go lucky, and it's he everything will shuck you want. And jive for you. Yeah, it's <laughs> everything you want in a happy, dancey, dancey black dude. It's great. Wow! Happy, wow. wow! Oh shit! Wow. Man. You know, I just said shuck and jive. Yeah. You went. You went. Saying hi to wow. friend of the podcast, Chili Willy. <laughs> uh, anyway, who also likes to dance? Yeah, he does. In a past yeah, life. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was him before. That was yeah. him before, actually. <laughs> that was. God damn it, we are so racist. No, you here. are so racist. I'm no, not, just bad. I didn't say shit. I just said shuck and jive. Anyway, I. Uh, but yes, on. okay, wait. Talking about, talking about uh, Rich Swan, the outlandish one. All around the world. What's, what's, what's the name of the can song? Can you handle this? Can, no, it's, not, it's not Can You Handle This. No, it's Around the World. Yeah, around the World, yes. Around uh, the World is the name of the song, but. Anyway, uh, can um, you handle this? Uh, the problem I have with the song is it's great because it's one of uh, I I've always said that I like um, up the more upbeat songs whenever they use as entrance themes, but you can tell that they had to rush this one to you know to fit Rich Swan's uh, personality. But, uh, w- no, not personality. WWE Raw debut. Ah uh, yes. And they ended up making a nice song, but it could it, be better. It could be better because they didn't use. You know the right elements. It mm. to me right now the song sounds like a, a poor man's version of whatever song, whatever upbeat song on Bruno Mars's new album, right? Wow. Uh, no, seriously. Twenty four carat. Yes. Okay. It, same feel. Same. same yeah. Same. Vibe. Same vibe they're going for, but the the fact that they use what mostly synth uh, horns, uh, a half ass, a half ass vocalist who may or may not be black. <laughs> no, no, this is him. He yeah, may okay, or may not be, may black. be black. Yeah, and, and Cifos has a has a ha- habit of doing this because if uh. you remember Carmela's theme when uh. it first came out, it's a poor man's version of Fancy. Uh. So they do they do have a habit of of uh, taking existing songs to and be, playing around yeah. with them. Na una lang sila sa twenty four characters. To be magic. fair, naman, it, uh, Rich Swan's song doesn't sound like anything uh, that I hear right now. It, it sounds like a James Brown song, but it's Without not it being James Brown. Yeah, per se. it's not a pla- it's not a direct plagiarism of of, uh, of another song like uh, Carmela's song was. Yeah. So yeah, the problem is I just wish that they did. They spent use, a bit more time. Yeah, spent a bit more time, spent a bit more money, um, using an actual band, maybe uh, a horn, a real horn section. But I love uh, the only thing that's great. It's great. No, it is. Sure. It is. It is. But one of the plus, one of the pluses of this song is just the fact that 
the catchphrase "Can you handle this?" actually works. Yes, yeah. With Rich Swan, that's the saving. That's the saving that's grace, the saving of, the grace of the song. Uh, you the the, the the can you handle this part is so catchy. No, and and uh, the, the audience has found a way to make the dueling chants. Can you handle this all night long? Can you oh, yeah. handle this? About yeah, because all night long, all night long was his whole thing. Theme. And the thing is, the indies. all night long was Rich Swan. Oh. That was that was who he was. Not the song, but he could go. Yeah, because it's not like uh, they would uh, spend enough money on Rich Swan to get the Lionel Richie song. Oh, right? oh, right. So you know, ang maganda is they were able to, uh, the the WWE universe was able to co-opt it into the chance for Rich Swan. So there. So let's stick with the hip hop and get to song number eight, which stays in within the same general vicinity. Cedric Alexander's theme comes in at number 8 And this is one of the themes that really stood out Once Alexander made his way to WWE programming mm. It's one of those things wherein the vocals aren't nonsensical They're not a chant And it's just, it works It na- feels right It could na- be a fucking NXT theme song No, you know why, you know why Because this is Seafo's version of an NBA uh, com- uh, hype commercial Yeah, oh. Hype commercial theme no, a 2K theme song. No, not even no, a 2K no, no, theme, theme, theme song. Yung, 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 yeah, 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 when they used uh, Christina Aguilera's Spider for the 2004 yeah, yeah. playoffs, yes. it's the same vibe that we get from Alexander's team. And to be fair, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but they managed to pull this off better than they did Rich Swan's song. Yes, I will give them that. No. Um, I guess their forte is doing songs like this. They did this and Tino Sabatelli's theme song, yeah, which is not which is bad, not bad but you can but tell it's a white guy rapping. Yeah, white yes, trash. You can. <laughs> yes, you, no, not even white trash. It's just it's a white guy rapping. It's a white dude. I don't know. When white people rap Then again It's not like And, and Cedric Alexander <laughs> himself Said this It's not like He's your stereotypical Black dude He actually said this On a Colt Cabana podcast oh, On The Art of Wrestling no, kasi, He likes white rappers Because If you know Cedric Alexander From TV And if you've listened To him on podcasts He's not say Somebody like He's not like a JTG Or a Shad Gaspard In terms of personality They're not criminals <laughs> Hey, Chad Gaspar is not a criminal. Yes, yes. He's, a hero. he's a hero. He thwarted a crime. Chad <laughs> Gaspar is a hero. Yeah, so. Chad the hero. Take, Hashtag Chad the hero. Take that, Vince McMahon. Take that. Right, now let's get to song number seven. I know, but I'm going to Chad because I'm Wow! Alright, song number seven. Song number seven. At number 7, we've got the theme song of Andrade Cien Almas, which is one of my favorites on this list just because of how random 
how random the, the vocals no. are. Wait, they get oh, random no. Wait, really? being shouted out. No, no, it's not as random as you think until you realize how connected they are to Cien. So yeah. he shouts things like "Tranquilo, La Sombra." No, no, no. I mean, no, like, these other things. Wait, that, that, that is why you like the song. Yeah, it's comical it's, as fuck. Yeah, because it's probably, random, and it's probably ACA himself. No, I mean like. The the random shoutouts are why you like the song. Yes, no, no okay. For no, me, no. they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's For weird. Stan, but then the instrumentation on this yes, track, it's, it's mu- is on point. Uh, the musicianship of this song is actually top notch. When you it really is. sit down and listen to it, and not just listen to all the all the lij uh, or the li references. Li, yes. Uh, you don't have to remember. He is you li. Could, the problem with Sifos' uh, songs, and it it was also a problem with Johnson's. Uh, Instrumentation and arrangements and comp- compositions, but you can tell that like, uh, um, more than ever with Cephos that there's a difference between themes that they really think about and put effort in, as opposed to themes that they just you know pump out for the sake of pumping out for stars that may or may not be here by this time next year. So you're saying that? Uh, uh, yes. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the, some, the, a lot the, of the, the generic CWC themes, you know. Gulak, uh, Tony, Tony Nice. Yeah, yeah. uh, you can you can listen to them and figure out now. Oh, hey, this they don't know what they're doing with with these guys, so they put out a rather generic creator wrestler track. So with um, and the disparity is uh, more obvious when you listen to songs like uh, Cien Almas's song. Now uh, they actually use real jazz guitar. Oh, not jazz guitar, but you know, dialed down, dialed down uh, steel guitar. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually looking at yeah. So what you heard was some embedded video that played on the site with the lyrics to CN's theme. I'm just looking at it. Kulang nala talaga, kulang nala talaga that he says los ingobernables or el ingobernable because yeah. everything everything is there. Yeah, but that's not why the song is great. I mean, the song is great because yes, you hear subversive references. Yes, but yun, yeah, um, it's funny. It's a really nice. It's a it's a piece very of music. Well thought out. No, it's a nice piece of music. It's it's a very well thought out piece of music it has effort it does take a lot of effort to put that sort of arrangement together mm-hmm. and the percussive work is actually quite impressive the only problem though is that it doesn't always match uh, uh, Almas's character but it's super suave it's yeah. really cool and it's, I, I dare say it's better than Realeza no, I wouldn't no, say that. No, realize is still better. Yeah, I I just think that if you wanted to really suit Almas's character, he has to act more suave. And oh, he's yeah, getting there. Yeah. He is getting there because he's really taking in the pretty boy douchebag character to a whole new level now that you know he's really owning up to it. Yeah. So there, um, that that's it for number seven. Let's <gasps> get to song number six, which is something that I didn't realize I enjoyed until I heard it live here in Manila. Come to Puerto Rico, the shining star of the Caribbean. At number six, you've got the theme song of the Shining Stars, Primo and Epico. And then, you know, when, when you see this on TV, especially when they get the jobber entrances uh-huh. now people don't give a shit about, you're like, eh, whatever, right? But when, when this song actually got to play out longer than a minute uh, during WWE in Manila, I was like, this is actually a good song. It, it's something I would enjoy listening to if it played uh, on, on Spotify. Sure. Uh, I don't know what it is, though. Um, I don't know if it's because generic rock and generic metal 
is, you know, generic white boy American rock or metal is really just boring, but they WWE themes tend to do better when they play off of uh, more ethnic genres. Spanish. Spanish, Japanese, Chinese even. Um, anything that requires uh, the, com- the composer to think out of the box or to, to think go out of his, yeah, think thematically or, or go out of his comfort zone in what he usually writes, they end up hitting it out of the park. I think one thing, uh, one other thing I like about this uh, this song, Shining Stars theme, is that it kind of takes you back to Carlito's own theme. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. though, even Which though, is also a pretty good song. It was a good song. Even though hindi siya talaga pareho, you can see it's a spiritual uh, successor. It's a spiritual successor of the song. It's got the same uh, cool ca- Caribbean, Caribbean cool. cool. Uh, <laughs> just, say it, just say it. <laughs> that, that you that you get stylistically from both tracks. So there. Could you say it's a cousin of Carlito because they are no Primo, Primo is, is his a brother. brother. Oh shit, brother, no? Yes, Jesus Christ. Camus. Forget that. Anyway, yes. Um, but there, you sleep on this track because the shining stars are jobbers. But th- this is a great song. It's yeah. A- it's something you should give a second listen to on Spotify. Give it a shot. Listen to it. Enjoy it. All right. Now, we're halfway through our countdown, and the top five songs, they are definitely not slouches. So let's get to song number five and hope it gets you off your feet. At number five, we find ourselves going, No way! Jose! No way! Jose! See? Uh, this is what I'm it's talking good about. Shit, whenever, whenever they have to go out of the usual rock and metal compositions, they shine. And I'm glad to, I'm glad to say that CFOs is doing better than, I don't know, maybe even James Johnson when, he, when they do these things. What's nice about this one is it reminds me of Adam Rose's theme. Oh. Remember how so yes. how easy it was to just latch onto that theme and go oh oh uh. oh, right? So when you have a song that everyone can just sing along to, like Becky and Lynch's dance, yeah. theme, Sami Zayn's theme, it, it's just so much fun when you hear it in an arena full of people. Mm, so yes. that's that's what makes the No Way Jose fun, and that's why when I hear it, I automatically think Fiesta. It is a Fiesta. It is. It's a, always fiesta, fiesta time. Yeah. And it's no way Jose. I still wish uh, Jose and Swan were a team for longer. Oh, that would be fun because the the, the chance that they had for that you very short run. Yeah, because oh. they both dance. Yeah. Yes. So that should be <laughs> that should be twice the fun. Yeah, because they both dance. All right, let's get to song <laughs> number four, and we hope that this gives you a very Makabayan feel or not. At number four, you've got the theme of our, our boy, Kuya TJ, TJ oh, Perkins. Man. Well, I, I was trying to go for the fact that he's Pinoy, but obviously they, they took that out when he debuted on Raw. Like, Straight the only... gamer. Straight gamer theme. Yeah. It's better than Vintendo's. No, yeah. I, no, 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 no. It's better than no, Vintendo's. No, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say no, that. No, I would the lead up of the theme of Vintendo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the fact no I like the fact that Nintendo's theme isn't full 8-bit eh? yes and Nintendo's theme really when you just listen to it you can imagine a hero actually rising up and leveling up yep. and then you know fighting except 
he jobs out a lot. So. But, wow. But TJ's theme isn't slouch either because it's really, well, it sounds different from it's, anything you yeah. hear on WWE programming. And that already is a plus. And they do it well, um, even though it might not always suit TJ's actual entrance. His alignment. His alignment, his actual entrance, what he does in, when he comes out to the ring. But uh, it's also another great piece of music. It is. What I want out of uh, this theme is if it can have, like, say, a darker remix. Because oh. we know that TJP is not going to stay babyface for long mm. at this rate, the, the rate his character is going. Besides, he's getting kind of boring to watch as a face. So I want to see him turn heel, and I want to see how this theme evolves as, as uh, TJP's character does as well. So there. Uh, anything Super else about villain? this? Supervillain mode down the road? Mm. Yeah, yeah. there. Yeah. Remix, yeah. Or, or you know, something, something brooding like what the Elite Force music is on every Pokemon soundtrack. Uh, another, <laughs> another comment to make on Cephos's um, uh, compositions. Uh, they really excelled in in making themes that sound like video game music. Yes, na parang just uh, not not just you know straight eight bit yes. music like TJ's theme, but music that you know generic rock and metal that you can imagine do actually like, sound yeah. like they are you know. They play in RPGs and boss battles and shit. It's like, oh, this is a segment in a field in Final Fantasy. Yeah, exactly. This is a Final Fantasy boss fight. Or for, I think it was Oni Larkin's theme. Or Drew Gulak's Yeah, I think it was Gulak's that when we listened to it in the car, it's like, huh, this could be in Pokemon. Yeah, so Mandarin Sabe, if you're a game publisher and if you need someone to design your soundtrack or to write your soundtrack, yeah, call Seafoes. All right, guys, we are down to our top three. And these three songs are the heavy hitters from this year alone. So let's get to song number three, which can only be described by this one word. Phenomenal. And obviously at number three, you got the theme of AJ Styles, which just got everybody marking out from the moment we heard it at the Rumble. I feel like I got it na number three. No, but no, I, because no, the thing is, thing is, one and two are so No, I know, I know. Yeah, now exactly. that you know what number three is, we know that you know what number one and two is. And you know that, uh, we know R, that you know R, that... One and two are. Yeah, yeah, sorry. We know that you know that these two songs, or these three songs, were going to be the top three. Because, but yeah, go. Uh, I think at this point, fans can say that uh, the top three songs are interchangeable. But I do think we do think that this song, the phenomenal song, is only number three because at the end of the day, it's catchy, it's badass, but it's also kind of stupid, repetitive lyrics. They don't want none. They don't they want none. Don't want they don't want none. none. Uh, I'm a southern boy <laughs> with the farmer strength. Ain't nobody man enough to. What is that? Is, let's just pull, pull it up. Pull it up. Pull it up. Ain't nobody man enough to feel my pain. Is that what? It, is that? I can't remember. Yeah, it's not even memorable because it's also the one that's rapping. No, no, it's fine. No, no, it's, 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 fine. Southern, it's, it's southern rap. It's, it's southern hip hop. There's, there's, there's uh, much to be it, said about southern hip hop with the draw. It's part of the aesthetic of southern hip hop. Blue it's part collar of the style. boys. No, we, we some southern boys with a farmer strength. Ain't nobody man enough to feel the pain. And you could be next. You better give respect because ain't nobody breaking, breaking this, this red First neck. of all, that's a simple-ass rap. 
Yes. Second of all, they repeat that verse all this, uh, the whole song. And that's another problem with CFOs. They tend to get repetitive. Uh, they get, tend to get repetitive. You'll see that in the number two song as well. But whenever they have to write up lyrics for themes that they feel can be carried by the beat and the rest of the music, they will resort to, you know, falling back on an A, on repetitive lyrics. Eh? What's funny is when we first heard this, we thought that WWE actually went out of their way to get Ain't No Sunshine by DMX. It was so close. That, that that's, what they, is, that's what they copied. That is. That is what is. they copied. So it's a poor man's Ain't No Sunshine yeah. at this point. Pero, Which uh, goes back to CFO's tendencies. Mm. Right? But it fits for AJ... It, it works. Fits, it yeah. works as a piece of, you know, as an isolated piece of music. Works for him as a heel. Works, works for him, him as a face. heel. Works for him as a face. Works for him as that drop, and then the fireworks works for him there too. And it's all, it works. And they also have that 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 hip hop on it. That hip hop backbeat. You know, yep, 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 yep. yep. And, and you and hear that everywhere, everywhere. In, in most hip hop songs, most R and B songs. Now there's always that backing element to it. But, and you know it. it it's just as a theme, fine. it works, but as a piece of music, it's not the best. Yes, it definitely isn't, and that's why it's only number three on our rankings for this year. So, without further ado, let's get to song number two. If you've attended a comedy Manila show recently. And you've waited for Red Oliero to make his entrance And you find yourself just singing along to this song That is a testament to how much of an earworm this track is Okay, uh, for sure, me magagali the number two But number one is just... Yeah, now at this point, at this point, number one and two are interchangeable But I'm sure that someone will message us saying that we got it wrong No no, we did and not, we always sir. get this shit every year. Every we always year. get some smart ass who tells us that our judgment is wrong. But if you really think that this song should be at number one, start your own fucking podcast and make your own <laughs> fucking rankings. Because these are Write our your rankings. Write your own shit, man. Because <laughs> these are our rankings. And um, and even though Glorious Domination is glorious, it um, we have to deduct some points for only having one set of lyrics yes. that go over and over again. And like, as repetitive as it gets, and as good and as much fun as it is for the audiences at Full Sail and wherever the fuck they are touring... It is not great lyrics. The sin- yeah, they're not great. That is the they only are not, not great They lyrics. are not great But lyrics. the only saving grace for this song, for the song's lyrics, is that they're fun to sing. Yeah. They're and fun it, and to it's chant. so campy. Yeah. It's so campy. Now, whether or not Bobby Roode is a face, you just find yourself singing along because it's so fun. And it's more fun the more people get into it because you get to simulate the whole uh, choir feel, I yeah. guess. Right? So, uh, the difference, yeah, the, that. Yeah, the difference between uh, this song and Phenomenal... It, which both have the same set of lyrics going over and over, is that, at least for this one, you can have fun with how campy it is. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I think, see, Bobby Roode is very well aware, both the character yeah. and the person. Yeah. So, you know, they just they just milk it for what it's worth. Whereas for AJ's song, they're going for the angas. Eh. Oh. And, you know, a testament to how campy this is, is we got Glorious Bombs this year. Oh, yeah, we did. From Absolutely, DIY. Yes. And that was so much fun in itself. Yeah, it became a meme, right? Well, for a quick period of time, yes. But, but here, here's, good. Why, here's why Glorious Domination ends up at number two. So, just one, one last note on Glorious Domination. The fact that you get Queen vibes, Eric Mays vibes on this song. Brian Mays. Brian, Brian Mays. Mays. Brian Mays, sorry. Brian Mays vibes on this song is just... As me as a fan of Queen, oh that is that is great. It is great, yes. And the arrangement really feels like 
orchestral rock done right. Yeah, yeah. And you know, sometimes people try hard to get this, but they got it right here. Uh, if you've seen the video of the Seafoes making this song, it's really just a bunch of. Four, it's really just four guys singing the the main vocal lines. And yeah, and, and they're really just lay, fucking around, <laughs> over and over. Yeah, lang sila. When when you make the video, you can see that they're just really having fu- uh, a lot of fun messing around. So, um, I, I guess you have that going for it. But going back, uh, the fact that it's a meme and it's it's not a song you can really take seriously is what deducts points from it ultimately, and why this next song is at number one. <laughs> At number one is a song that needs no introduction. It's The Rising Sun, the theme of Shinsuke Nakamura. It's so awesome that it's got two versions. One that features the violinist who appeared with him at TakeOver Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Right? So, um, Which is worth a listen in itself. Mm-hmm. But good God, this is theme of the year. Theme of the year. Hands down. Hands I believe uh, it's uh, The Rising Sun and Glorious Domination were the only two songs that debuted this year where... People fell in love with them from the first note. Yep. Oh so, my god, Nakamura. Yeah, Nakamura and Rui. It just so happens that Nakamura's song is really the better song. It's funny how there were a lot of New Japan fans who were like, I don't think Nakamura can have a song that tops Subconscious. Like because one- Subconscious was so iconic. Yeah, it was. In New Japan lore. Because that was the, that song was like so good for so long. Mm-hmm. So it's it, I mean, the same status as the game for Triple H. Yeah. yeah, I would say. I would say so that... It just evoked feelings from first note, and this is what I'm saying when I can when I can tell you when I tell you that you can spot a song that Cifos really in love about. with. No, then they really that they really think about other than as opposed to songs that they just pump out for the sake of pumping out. I think it also says a lot about where WWE views these guys: Nakamura, Bobby Roode, AJ Styles, right? Because hindi naman nila pag-aaksayan ng panahon ni mga inga, like the only Lorcans of the world. And and not to say that only is a chump, but he is a chump. It reflects it reflects in the music. It reflects on the way that CFOs uh, put in the effort and the time to make sure that these entrance themes were really worth listening to. Mm. And uh, the Rising Sun is a song I can just listen to over and over again. Oh yes, nonstop. And uh, that that's one of the reasons why you can actually put it at number one. I think the fact that it doesn't have lyrics either is also fitting. Absolutely. Because for one, the strings just make up for it. Oh yes, they uh, they they exist fine on their own. Second, it's not like Nakamura talks a lot. Then mm-hmm. he's a man of few words, and you know sometimes you just need a song that doesn't have any words, like the Undertaker's theme. It's so oh, iconic on its Dead own, man walking. without the need uh, for for lyrics and for words. It's the same for the Rising Sun. You get that you get that done, and you get you get the mystique, you get the regality or the regalia, and you get every. Every bit of class that's supposed to be associated with, with Shinsuke Nakamura as a member of wrestling royalty. Wow, wrestling royalty. Yeah, no, absolutely. no, it's true. It's true. The instrumentation here, because is just on point on so many levels. they chose a violin as the main instrument, and it's one of those you know underutilized instruments in, in wrestling. wrestling. But when they do it right, and they go as far with the instrument as they do in this track, it's not just classical strings a la 
Triple Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's Valkyries. Mm. Now, that was a good song, enough violin, but this one was exploring the instrument to a degree that you haven't really seen True. in wrestling mm. lore. And, of course, exploring the instrument in a way that you call back to uh, Nakamura's Japanese roots, but not necessarily exoticizing and, and you know, power and overlying on uh, tropes yeah. of Japanese music. Yeah, if you need examples of those, look no further than Tajiri, Kenzo Suzuki, Taka Michinoku, basically every other Japanese guy that came in before Nakamura and Asuka. To be fair, um, uh, wait, but no, except- to be fair, those those Japanese sounding themes because they aren't bad, but you know, sometimes you they yeah. become they racist. Be- they, no, they're not racist, no man, but more stereotypical. Okay, very Japanese stereotypical. Japanese person needs Japanese instruments, right? Needs a koto here. And yeah, there. yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, there you have it. The Rising Sun, Shinsuke Nakamura's theme, officially the number one best new entrance theme for 2016, according to the SGP podcast. Again, if you have problems, you can let us know on the Twitter. It's at underscore Stancy, at Caveman Camus, at Roe War, or at the SGP podcast. Or if you have such a huge, huge problem, you can go fuck yourself and start your own podcast Ew. with your own Wow, ranking. we're going there tonight. Ooh, someone's mad. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, we're, we're down to our last couple of episodes Before the year officially ends This is actually the second to the last episode Next week, what we're going to do is The annual SGP Podcast Awards Yes in, uh, uh, shit, and, I'm and, going to be here for yeah. that though What's nice about the awards that we, that we dole out is Unlike the Slammies, which aren't around this year by the way Oh, oh no, 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 hey Hey, wait, wait, so that's, what, that's what that's was what, missing I was, like, yes. I, was, I was like, there are no Slammies wow, this year Our awards balls. are actually well thought of mm. wow! Wait, no slap. This is this no is. A, no. I'm this glad is I got f- to shatter that glass for you guys. Oh wow, damn! Anyway, so Not yeah, even in Jan, can you? Nope, nope, nope. They they never do it in January. It's always okay. December. It's always like one of the last Man. December episodes. That's true. That's true. So no, actually, one of the first December episodes. Maybe they might do it on the network. No, because masyado silang nagpe-pay-per-view na, diba? uh, Plus, with the brand split, it's not like they're gonna bring everyone together again just one month after Survivor Series. So, logistically, I think they were considering that. Anyway, uh, wow. that's what you can expect next week on the podcast. So, we're gonna be ending this right now. It's gonna be a relatively short episode, but we hope you enjoyed listening to all these themes and just going over them with us. And again, um, for 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 more for more details on whatever we talked about, you can always hit us up online. So on behalf of Rowdy Raf Kamus and the returning Ravishing Ro Moran, my name is Stunning Stancy, and this is the year-end award show, or sorry, the year-end countdown in the books for Peace. 2016. Glorious.